while you're uh, sitting there at home enjoying God's presence with us, with us, we're going to go ahead and move on to our sermon, Mr. Gabriel Garcia. Thank you for that intro, uh, Edward, and the enthusiasm, always enthusiastic. Um, welcome to Power Nights. I'm Pastor Gabe. I hope you are having a good week. Uh, today is Wednesday. We're always excited to be here for Wednesday nights here with Power Youth. Um, we are in week two of the series that we've been calling Stay, and it's about staying consistent, how to stay faithful uh, in seeking after God. And I know that, that that that's something that's so important right now. I know that things have been inconsistent in the world around us. Everything seems to be changing. There's always a brand new headline in the world if you even pay attention to the news about something different, something changing, something crazy going on in the world. And, and just like every new month is something else. But we want to be able to stay consistent in our faith. And so that is what this series is all about. Last week, we talked about prayer and how we can stay consistent in prayer. It is our lifeline to God. It is how we communicate and experience the presence of God. And today, the topic that we're going to go over is getting into the Bible, getting in to the word of God, because if, our, if prayer is our, is our lifeline to the presence of God, it's our lifeline to his uh, power and hope, prayer, the Bible is our lifeline to faith. It is how we stay connected to our faith. It's how we uh, understand where we come from, our history of faith, not just from you, uh, you, you yourself or your family, if they've uh, been Christians for a while, but our history of faith when it comes to those that have come before us, what Jesus established for us, the disciples that they left behind for us, and so many more that have gone uh, on this journey in the last 2,000 years, leaving this legacy of faith for us. And we have the Bible to be able to help us be connected and consistent and faithful with God and faith in, in our faith. But it's hard. To read the Bible. I will admit, I am a pastor. I've been a pastor for uh, in some form of ministry uh, or in some form of ministry since I was 14 years old. Uh, I started off as a volunteer in youth ministry, helping out my youth pastor at the time. I became a youth leader at the age of 16, and I, I went to Bible school. I was a pastor, a youth pastor in San Antonio. I was a youth pastor here, and I've been a, a pastor here at the church. And yet, I still sometimes find it difficult, and maybe you find this hard to believe, but sometimes it can be difficult to find time to read the Bible. There's so much going on in life, so many things that I have to do and I have to worry about that it can be difficult to find time to read the Word. Now, right now, and, and, and as you get ready to start, many of you that are going to be getting ready to start going back to school, uh, some people that are going to be starting soon for college, some people that are going to be starting um, early college and dual credit classes and high school, and school will be coming soon in about a month, and it is going to get busy. I know many of you, I was just talking to David, and he was telling me, we already started band online. And as weird as it is, but here we are doing something, and we're already getting into school. And this is when our 
schedules become definitely uh, crowded and hard to pay attention to. But if you know anything, and I bring up David because he was a man like I was in band. And I was a man in high school. I was in, a, uh, I was in, in band in middle school and high school. I didn't stay all the way through, but I was a band nerd, definitely. Like, even after I was out of band, that's the only people that I hung out with was the band people. Like, that was it. But something that I wish I would have learned when I was in high school was being able to be consistent in creating a discipline of practice. See, I, I mean, I don't mean to toot my own horn, brag, my, brag about myself or anything like that, you know, but I was pretty good at, at playing the trombone. And if you don't know what a trombone is, it's that instrument that has a slide on it and it looks funny. It's the one that has the cartoon, fun, cartoon that you hear the funny cartoon noise. That's the one you hear all the time. That's the trombone. And I was pretty good at it. But the problem is, oftentimes, I relied on talent alone and never developed a discipline of practice. I was never able to be better than those that were better than me because they took it seriously. They actually took the time to create a discipline of practice. They practice at home. They practice in private lessons. They practice in, in school, in sectionals. Even some of them went out of the way to get extra lessons from, uh, from other directors and other uh, people that played the same instruments who had come before them. And I never did that. I, I didn't practice at home. If I practiced at home, it was only because I had nothing better to do. I did not create the discipline of practicing. But I, I go looking back and thinking back, I wish I would have. I wish I would have. And a lot of us have not created the spiritual discipline of reading the Bible because it seems so boring. Let's be honest. The Bible can seem like a boring thing to read. Many of us, maybe you're one of them, don't even like to read. And I, I don't blame you. I, I think that school has definitely probably turned us off from reading a lot because they give us some really boring books that really are not interesting at all. Some of them are, some of them aren't, but we get focused on that we have to do this for a grade and other things, and so that just kind of like ruins the whole reading experience for us. And as such, that carries over to our, to our spiritual lives, and we don't read. We find it boring, or even if you do try to read, you know, let, I'll be honest, some of the books of the Bible, they're not that interesting. Some of them are just lists of names of who had what kid and where were they born, how many people there were, and lists of laws and things like that. And they don't seem interesting, yet there is so much interesting stuff in the Bible. And the Bible is so important for us, even the boring things, to help us understand where our faith came from, understand how we can get through this life. The Bible is a place where we can understand and hear, hear, uh, hear our faith. Uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing from the word of God. Faith comes from hearing, and hearing for the word of God. How can we expect ourselves to have faith, or to be consistent in faith, or to be strong in faith, and hold on to God and hold on to what we believe if we don't have the solid grounding of God's word in our life. If we don't, then it's going to be impossible for us. It's going to be impossible for us to find what is connecting us. So we need to be able to learn to do that. Today, that's what I want to try and do. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6 says this, but when you pray, 
Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. This verse is talking about prayer in particular, but I believe it also applies to our other spiritual disciplines in our life, especially when it comes to the Bible. How can we connect ourselves and how can we develop this discipline in our lives of seeking out God's word? Seeking out God's word. Because we need to. We need to be daily in the word. We need to have it in our lives. Otherwise, we're going to have a difficult time in our faith. And let me tell you, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will remind us of things that God has told us. And how are we hearing, like Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, we're hearing from the word of God. How are we going to ever hear anything or remember anything if we don't even read the Bible? I've had so many instances in my life where the Holy Spirit has saved me from doing dumb stuff because I remembered in that moment uh, a a Bible verse that he brought to mind. It's like, hey, Gabriel, you shouldn't do that. Don't you remember what I said? Be slow to anger. You shouldn't be angry. You need to shut your mouth because the, the Bible says, the Bible says it's better to keep your mouth closed and people not know you're a fool and unless you re- open your mouth and remove all doubt. I mean, in other words, you better keep your mouth shut because sometimes you think you have something smart to say, but it's really not that smart. It's really not that interesting or it's really not that uh, uh, important to the situation at hand. And I've been saved so many times where I've felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit tell me some, some kind of Bible verse when I've been discouraged or anything that he lifts me up. But how are we going to do that if we don't have the Bible in our hearts, if we don't have the Bible in our minds? So we have to find time to be able to develop this discipline. Think about your favorite athlete. Think about your favorite musician. Think about anybody that you admire in this world and what they do. None of them do what they do without developing discipline in their lives. Artists and musicians have countless hours of practice thrown in before they ever get on stage. They have countless hours in the studio before they ever release a song. Athletes spent so much of their time exercising and practicing and getting their art down perfect so before they ever get on the field, before they ever get on the court. This is how they do it. And if we want to be Christians, if we want to be the uh, a good... A, Uh, have a good faith life, have a good relationship with God, we need to do the same thing. So the Bible tells us to get into our secret place. What does that mean? That means we have to find a place. That means we have to find a spot where we do all of this. Last week I said this too. You need to find a place where prayer is easy easy for you. Maybe it's your room. Uh, if your room is, has too many distractions in it, maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe it's your backyard. Maybe it's your closet. Like, they, I've always grew up he- hearing about the thing, like, people call, well, you need to go into your prayer closet. Maybe you literally have, like, a walk-in closet where you can go inside and actually be inside there. Maybe it's somewhere else. May, like, for me, my prayer closet, my, my secret place is my garage because that's where my, my gym is at. I created this the, this home gym that I have in there, and I go there oftentimes when I need to spend time with God by myself. I can't do it inside my house because I have 
three pets, a dog, and two cats, and they will annoy the heck out of me before uh, even trying to focus on praying or reading the Bible or doing anything. My cats are constantly walking over my laptop as I'm trying to study for prayer, uh, study for messages or anything like that. They're always doing that. And my dog, she's always trying to lick my legs and my hands and my everything because she wants all of the attention. So find a place. You need to find a spot. Where can you go that you can find that connection with God? Where Maybe it's not even at home. Maybe you need to leave your house, find somewhere that you can be at to be able to do that. Find a place. Find a way uh, that helps you to actually read the Bible. Uh, and, and this is what I mean by that. Find a way. If you don't like to read, there are so many Bibles available now on in, in the Bible app and so many other Bible apps that will let you listen to the Bible. If you can't sit there and read, play, push play. It will read it to you. Sometimes, like, the, my favorite one is this English guy, and I listen to him before, like the, before I go to bed. And he just has, like, this soothing voice, and it just kind of relaxes you. You know, if you, don't, if you can't read it, listen to it. The Bible, it's the same thing. Like, like it said in Roman, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, by hearing. So even if you can't read it, hear it, listen to it. That's going to help you get into it. Another way, another thing that's going to help us understand and develop a discipline of Bible reading is find a translation that helps you uh, understand it better. Look, there are going to be so many people that are going to tell you the King James Bible is the only Bible that you need to read. I cannot understand the King James Bible for nothing. King James Bible is the one that tells you, and thou shalt not commit, like what, like no one talks like that. You know, no one talks like that. Maybe they did in the 1600s when it was first written, but we don't talk like that anymore. Find a Bible translation that helps you understand it better. You don't have to read the same Bible translation that your parents read. You don't have to read it in the same language your parents read. Maybe your parents read Spanish Bible and they're like, here's a Spanish Bible. And it's like, man, I don't, I don't, I can't do this. I can't do it. Read it in English. Listen to it in English. Find a translation that will help you connect with God better. Because even, you know, I like to read the message. Uh, the Message Bible is one of my favorites. It puts things into uh, more modern language. Sometimes it's got some funny comparisons in there. But like, like one of my favorite translations is a story. One of my favorite translations of the story of Peter when he is being uh, contacted by a Roman, a Roman general who's reaching out to him and says, "Please come to my house." And it says that there's someone waiting for him. They're like, "Peter, someone's waiting for you." And Peter goes, "What's up?" Like, that's how the Bible, the message translated. And it's like, it's funny, but it's, it's modern language. Maybe he would talk like that if Peter lived today. You know, he was a fisherman. So he was like, they, you know, they always say that sailors have rough talk. And so maybe he would have talked like that. And this is, find a translation that works for you. I like the message. I like NIV. There are a whole bunch of different mess, versions of the Bible that you can get to help you better understand it. Another way that can help you re, uh, develop a discipline of reading the Bible is find someone to read and study the Bible with. This is so important. Like, I, will, I was always growing up told, you need an accountability partner. And what that basically is, you need someone who is going to be with you, who is going to have your back in life. Not just in life, but in faith too. Someone that will remind you, hey, did you pray today? Hey, did you read the Bible today? 
Maybe you read the Bible together. Maybe, you know, I know maybe some of y'all want to do that with your boyfriends or your girlfriends or whatever, you know, don't rush into things like that. Find someone who is a good friend who will encourage you to read the Bible and to study it so that you know that you're not just in this by yourself. Sometimes it can be such an overwhelming feeling to just try to dive into the Bible by yourself. Uh, but find someone who can do it with you. Another way, find resources that help you understand it. One of my favorite resources on YouTube is a, a channel called The Bible Project. They have so many videos explaining the outlines, formats, meanings, uh, and, and it's done all in creative illustrations. And it's so, so helpful to me to understand a lot of Bible story themes. Even now that I've, I've studied the Bible and I've, uh, I, I've preached for many, many years, I still find out and learn new things from them. Find resources. There are plenty of resources out there. Of course, be careful because there will be some weird stuff out there on YouTube too. So be careful. Uh, but find resources. They are out there. Another thing that can help you, find a Bible plan that works for you. The Bible app has so many Bible plans that will help you get into the Word of God. Find a beginner level one. One that's like, you know, two, three verses a day. Something they can give you. And maybe if that's too much for you, just sign up for the, uh, the verse of the day notification. So you just got one verse. And that's what you're starting with. And it's okay. It's okay to start small. It's okay to, to, to find a way to begin new again. Maybe it's been a long time since you've read the Bible. Maybe it's been a long time since you've tried to connect with God that way. Or you maybe you, you have a Bible in your house, like a physical Bible, and you haven't opened it in God knows how long. You know, uh, maybe it's just collecting dust. Maybe it's under your bed and you don't even remember that it's there. You know, I've done that before and I've found Bibles in places that I don't even remember that were there. But the point is, is that we need to be able to, to in order to, uh, find a way to develop this discipline, we need to be consistent. We need to be consistent. And it doesn't have to be something that we're flashy about, like we don't have to post on social media every single time. Oh man, this is what I was reading today. You know, if you want to do that and encourage you, do it. We don't have to do it every day, you know? Like, I started getting annoyed with myself because I was po posting um, pictures of every time I worked out. And I was like, man, people are probably going to get annoyed about this. You know, people will probably get annoyed about this. So I kind of stopped. But you don't have to shout it out to the world. Like like uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says, find your secret place where you can connect with God. I want to encourage you. The Bible is full of stories uh, of people just like us. This is, this is so important to remember when it comes to diving into the Bible. It's not, it's not a book filled with perfect people who tell us exactly how we should live our lives. No. In fact, it is filled with imperfect people just like us. People who have made mistakes, people who have sinned, people who have lived their lives the wrong way and changed and turned around when they found God, turned around when they found Jesus. They are. It's full of all kinds of stories like that. It's full of interesting stories that will help us understand our faith. It's full of interesting verses that will help encourage us in our faith, that will teach us, help us grow. So that's why it's so, so important to get ourselves into his word. 
Uh, one last verse I'm going to share with you right now says this in James chapter seven, verse seven to eight. It says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Verse eight says, come near to God and he will come near to you. That's the most important part I want you to focus on. If we submit ourselves to God by getting into the word, by getting into prayer, we will be able to resist the attacks of the enemy. And that not only that, we will draw ourselves closer to God. And God promises us right here, if we draw ourselves closer to God, he is going to draw closer to us. He doesn't tell us you have to put in all the work to experience my love, to experience my presence, to get to know me. No, you take a step closer to me, I will take a step closer to you. So I encourage you today. Start. Do something. It, it may not be easy. It may not uh, happen overnight. But if we don't learn lit, discipline, our spiritual lives will fall apart. And when we wander and we wonder where God is and why he's being so quiet, it's because we're not connected with him in prayer. We're not connected with him in the word of God. So this is why it's so important. As I pray for you today, and as I close this moment, I want to challenge you, just like I did last week, to find some time to start praying. I said, if it's not five minutes, four, then do four minutes. If it's not four minutes, then do three minutes. Here's the same challenge again, but for the Bible now. Read the Bible this week. Take five minutes today. If it's not five, four. If it's not four, three. Find some time to get into the word today. So I want to encourage you today, and I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God, you would find a place where you can meet God, whether that's at home, in your room, wherever it's at, so that you can get into his word and become stronger in your faith. So would you bow your head and close your eyes with me wherever you are at? We thank you, God, for this moment. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for what you've done for us, God. We, we ask that you help us today. It's not easy. It's not easy to be disciplined in our faith. It's not easy to read the Bible. But it is filled with knowledge and hope and wisdom of people just like us who have found you. And God, I ask that you encourage us today. Put a, a hunger in our hearts for your word. Put a hunger in our hearts for your presence to get to know you, to grow stronger in our relationship with you, to stay consistent, to stay disciplined, to stay in the word. In Psalm 119, it tells us if we stay in the word and it stays in us, then our heart will be kept from sinning. It says in your word, if we stay in you, you who are the word, God, that you will be with us, that you will bless us, that you will protect us, guide us, lead us, love us, help us, give us hope. So Lord, help us in this moment to stay in your word, to seek after your word, God. We want to be able to know you better. So let, help us to make time. If school is overwhelming, God, I pray for every student as they get ready to go back to school, 
that they find hope and peace in your word, that they find hope and peace in prayer, God, that they find hope and peace in you. So we thank you today and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.